<laughs> Hi, welcome to the 90th episode of In the Vitrine. This is Danny. And this is Nadia. Hello. And we are together today. <laughs> We're very happy to see each other because we haven't for a while. Mm -hmm. Because we've been away from it all. <laughs> yeah. Not to be dramatic. Right after the, the La Salle show and yeah. all the graduation uh, projects happened. So I just came back from Japan. Mm. Oh, and I came back from Penang. <laughs> it's like so much less exciting. <laughs> is it even worthy of stating yes? That was yes, it is. Very good food. <laughs> and um, so today, um, one thing that we started talking about was um, an exhibition that I saw at the 2121 Design Site Museum in Tokyo, which was started by the Ise Miyake Foundation. And I really love the building. It's in Ropongi and it's like next to a really nice uh, green garden. And they always have really interesting uh, product design or yeah, design exhibitions. So this time around, uh, a really interesting poster caught my eye, which is the Fade to Good um, chair. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've seen it before. It's like really mm -hmm. round and comes in this like red and lush pink. And there were posters for this exhibition all over the place. And the exhibition was with the premise of um, kind of identifying the original of every type of archetype of object. So the original scissors that was first copied by, by mass market or whatever, things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, the exhibition was um, curated by uh, Takahiro Tsuchida, Naoto Fukasawa, and Kaoru Tashiro, who had different meetings and they kind of like brainstormed um, what are some iconic or original pieces of design that they can think of. Um, I think a lot of the designs kind of resonated with this idea of um, the original. There's obviously a lot of things by means and stuff. Um, and then they that were mass produced after mm. yeah so i think there was a really nice diagram that they had <laughs> in mm. the at the end of the exhibition which was about how the original plays into everyday design so there's like the idea of redesign so redesigning of original items often happens and creates innovation um, there's a reference so mm. there's uh, original product like um a sake bottle or whatever that gets re referenced um, for another purpose and then there's of course variation so the same item but maybe um, with very variations of material or things like that and um, the variation and the homage and the update are three categories that kind of come from the original but don't necessarily feed back to it and um, then there's reproduction when something gets reproduced, maybe with uh, cheaper production capabilities and the copy. So the copy is like the lowest of them all, which sometimes doesn't even give credit to the original item. Mm -hmm. As you're reading this out again, I mean, you showed me just before we recorded, um, I'm taken by how they're trying to split hairs with the differences, right, yeah. in the terms. Because, I mean, for example, reference or homage, um, that's quite similar or like a variation of it or an update is quite similar yeah and then the copy can actually be covering all of these these terms as well so it's interesting that they have these fine differences yeah yeah i think that's the thing that struck me that there is a very fine difference and 
I mean, what they were trying to show is that the original object can give us a lot of joy and curiosity and that we shouldn't lose the wonder of the original object. But um, yeah, there are so, sometimes there's like so little, um, there's so little variations between between the the definitions that, yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't very, very clear. So, you know, one of the things, why we were talking more about this is because, um, I mean, for us, we feel like, you know, we should be more cognizant of these processes, right, to begin with. Yeah. But, like, even for me, for instance, like, I, I, I've seen, you know, a colleague wear, like, really nice shoes, and I'm like, oh my god, like, your shoes are so nice, like, and then she has offered to buy them for me, and then, um, after that, I realized that it actually belonged, or the origin is actually with, like, a very well-established brand. But neither one of us knew it because when I found out, I mean, just by like mindlessly scrolling, obviously, right? What, what more do we do during the holidays? Okay, a lot. But, you know, definitely some time dedicated for, you know, just scrolling and going down the rabbit hole that is the internet. I realized that, oh, it's actually from this brand. And that kind of makes sense because the aesthetic is very appealing to me because I like this brand, but I hadn't known that they had made this shoe. So then I went to tell my colleague, like, hey, it's from this particular brand. And she was like, oh, I had no idea. But yeah. now we saw that we had bought kind of like a copy or reproduction of the shoe for like a very small fraction of what the original is being sold for. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> does that make it okay? Um, I would never moralize about copies though. I think, you know, we are all able to kind of um, afford a certain price point. Um, and I know that might be controversial to say because it's like we must definitely also pay attention to the original design. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, intellectual copy, uh, intellectual yeah. property. Yeah. I I understand what you mean. Well, the the other thing about the original is that I felt like everyone would have a different idea of what is the original of something mm -hmm. also. Um, like you can go by chronology, but sometimes the variation of that specific item mm -hmm. could have been an original version of that pair of scissors, for example. Yeah, and actually, you know, I give a lecture that I really like, which like tells the students about the original, and then sometimes mm -hmm. I try to play with it because I'll be like, "This is the original," but I'm like, "Do you know that there's an even more original original? <laughs> you know, it actually goes back." even more mm. and sometimes people attribute the originality to a particular product but then they don't realize that there was an earlier version out there already so how far back can you go I mean there's the idea of provenance but then you can also take it too far because you know there's the, also the idea of like taking it as a reference paying homage to it referencing it um, but certainly like being able to revise it update it you know there's just so much involved so it can't be a very purist stance as well. Yeah. 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 Unless everything has been, I mean, that's why they have like patents and production um, archetypes, right? But we produce so many objects that they are impossible to, to think, to, to really keep track of right mm -hmm. now. But I mean, if you look at the objects that they show, even just looking at the silhouettes, there's a lot of things that are pretty recognizable. Right. So there was some parts of the exhibition that I thought it was like a, quite a novel idea, but um, yeah, there were some parts that had holes, like, <laughs> okay. 
and um, they were trying to cover so many different aspects of um, designed objects. Like they could just have stayed with chairs, and that's like a huge yeah uh, thing to go into. Exactly. And I think unless you are like an aficionado or like you really you know, pride yourself on being like a chair history buff or something. I think sometimes people do really innocently buy something and be like, oh, I didn't know that exactly. it's a copy. I just like it and I can afford it. And like, hey, actually it's really, really expensive for me, you know, because for example, for Eve's chairs, I mean, there are so many reproductions out there. Yeah. Um, And it's not saying it's okay or we're endorsing it or whatever. We're just trying to kind of talk about it from a curious um, point of view, like, how do we even understand this and what is the right way or the appropriate way to act? Um, I really don't know. Yeah. And the shoe example that I gave is like not the first time I have realized like, oh, something I bought that I thought was really cool. Let's say from like, um, like a pop-up fair or something. And then I realized like the person probably bought it from like Taobao. Mm. And then it's a copy of something else that I didn't know about. And then they're selling it for more than Taobao, but then less than the original. original design. That has definitely happened to me before for like accessories as well. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll leave it at that ambiguity. So those are all the different <laughs> holes that we can find. Yeah. <laughs> of um yeah, what is what is the value of the original and does it play up to our everyday life, which the curators were hoping we would begin to think about when we saw this exhibition? Yeah, and how are we part of it all without making money? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's been a bit confusing because I don't know whether to look at you on the screen or look at you in real life, <laughs> but um, we hope you enjoyed that, uh, I don't know, untethered episode, meandering in and out of originals and copies and the in-betweens. Till the next time. Bye.